Health Canada approved AstraZeneca's antibody combination to prevent systematic COVID-19 infection in immunocompromised people. The drug, which is named Evusheld, is intended for people who cannot receive a typical vaccine or for whom vaccines alone won't provide enough immunity. The drug was not approved as a substitute for vaccination against COVID-19 for most people. Now, while a vaccine effectively teaches the body to make its own antibodies over a short period of time, what this does, it delivers ready-made antibodies to immediately start fighting off the virus. The antibodies are delivered as two separate injections before exposure to COVID-19. Drug trial data released in November showed an 83% reduction in risk of developing systematic COVID-19 compared to a placebo after about six months. It's really, really encouraging. To talk about this, we're joined by infectious disease expert Dr. Isaac Bogosh. Thanks for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Always happy to chat. Uh, this is an interesting uh, topic because Evusheld uh, looks quite promising. What do we know about it? Oh, yeah, this is really, really helpful. This is something we call pre-exposure prophylaxis, meaning you give this uh, medication, it's antibody cocktail, before somebody is exposed to the virus. And it's a very long-acting uh, antibody and, uh, and you give it to people who really are at greatest risk for severe outcomes. So, you know, compromised people, people that just aren't going to mount the same degree of an immune response uh, to the vaccine. So you give it to people ahead of time before they get COVID. It stays in their system for months and months and months. And if those individuals get exposed to COVID or come down with COVID, uh, there's really good data demonstrating that their risk of a severe outcome is markedly, markedly reduced uh, compared to if they didn't receive that antibody infusion. The studies look really promising. The studies look really helpful. Obviously, it's 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 here in Canada and it's going to be rolling out uh, hopefully a bit faster in the near future. I think there's still a lot of unknowns. Like we're not quite sure uh, what you know how it the degree of benefit in a, in a, a highly vaccinated community, even if they are immunocompromised. It's not entirely clear the degree of benefit we would see from this in a BA2 wave, which is a wave we're in right now, but it's likely that it still does confer some benefit. It just not, might not be the same degree of benefit as was seen in the clinical trial. When you were describing it, I mean, it, it sounds like a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. How does it differ from a vaccine? Right. So the vaccine really works in a manner where you present uh, uh, something to your body that's either a dead virus or a virus that's alive but has been what we say attenuated meaning it's weakened or we help your body create a something that resembles a virus uh, but basically that is that's done and that presents uh, itself to your immune system and your immune system mounts a response and recognizes that and you do that ahead of time such that when you actually see the virus for for real in a real world setting, your body says, hey, I've seen this before, and it goes and attacks it, and it either prevents you from getting the infection or it reduces your likelihood of having a more severe outcome. So that's how vaccines work. This is different. This is our, these are antibodies that fight uh, against uh, COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, the virus, and uh, they give you the anti these, these antibodies. So uh, you know, if, the vi if someone is infected and, and your body is, has the, the, the virus in it, 
it's already it, these antibodies are already there. You don't have to make them yourself. You've been given them, so it can go and attack the virus. Do you think this could help? All immunocompromised people. I mean, or how much do we know about it? I don't know if all immunocompromised people are the same. I mean, there's. I mean, imagine there'd be a, a wide varying in this in terms of the reasons for that or why a vaccine might not work. But are there different types of immunocompromised people? No, that's 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 a brilliant, brilliant point, and uh, it's a point that many of us in medicine and science have been trying to convey for a long time and just have had a lot of difficulties doing so. I'm really happy you raised that because, you know, being immunocompromised is a spectrum. Some people might be on the very mild end of the spectrum. Other people, you know, for example, maybe someone's on a very low dose of a steroid for an an underlying medical condition. Some people might be on the more uh, significant end of the spectrum. So, for example, maybe they have a lung transplant and they're on... uh, very significant immunosuppressive medications to prevent rejection of that organ transplant. And, and of course, there's everything in between. Uh, it's likely, I'm using my words carefully, it's likely that the most benefit is, are, is with people who are on the more significant end of the spectrum of being immunocompromised, people who really aren't mounting an immune response to the vaccines. And, and because they don't mount a significant immune response to the vaccines, here's a way of supplementing uh, their immune system by giving them antibodies that will go fight against this virus if they are exposed. It's, again, the data looks great, but a lot of this data was generated before the Omicron variant. So Omicron might weaken the benefit of this drug, but it probably doesn't eliminate it. And I think there's still some, some good use for it. It obviously needs further study, but we will see this rollout in Canada and it very likely will help those at greatest risk for severe outcomes. I mean, it, it almost sounds uh, as if I'm over uh, simplifying it, but it does seem like a game changer that it could really, this could have a huge benefit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for a select population, I certainly agree. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I want to see some data for, for Omicron. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are people who are uh, very prone to getting very, very sick should they get COVID-19. And, you know, we see this. We see this in the hospital. We see, you know, people with organ transplants or bone marrow transplants, stem cell transplants, like people who are really immunocompromised who, who get COVID and many of them get very, very sick. And, and of course, they adjust their lives accordingly. Many people are not going out and they're, you know, skittish about going to the grocery store. They, they're really trying to do everything they can to limit their exposures because there's a lot of COVID out there. And, uh, you know, if this, if this uh, antibody cocktail really reduces the risk of having a severe outcome, you can, you can certainly help uh, a pretty significant uh, proportion of people with uh, compromised immune systems from, uh, from having a, a high risk uh, out and a bad outcome. Just finally, does this represent a deeper understanding of COVID-19 or do we see other examples of this in, you know, infectious diseases? Uh, you know, similar. This has been used in infectious diseases for other infections for actually quite a while. Um, and similar techniques have been used for quite a while. But in all fairness, to, to limited, limited success. I mean, it's really interesting in the COVID era. Uh, obviously, we're faced with a giant pandemic and existential threat, a huge, massive public health threat. And, and there's just been 
for lack of a better word, you know, for a period of time, endless resources, endless resources and, and, and the attention of everyone on the planet really focused at how do we build a vaccine? How do we build therapeutics? How do we get these out there? And, uh, you know, listen, it's, it's beautiful in the sense that if you, you want to answer a question and you've got the world's best minds and endless resources available, you can answer that question. And I hope we, you know, turn our attention to other things as well. Like, hey, you want to want to find a vaccine for AIDS, want to cure cancer, want to end world hunger? Like, <laughs> let's 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 do it. It's amazing what you can do when you have resources, time and uh, some bright minds all working together on something. Well, I certainly appreciate your time and your perspective today. Thank you very much. Have a great day. That's infectious disease expert, Dr. Isaac Bogosh.